I will lift up my hands in the sanctuary and bless the Lord. Clap your hands, all you people. Everything that hath breath, praise you the Lord. Praise him with the timbrel and dance. Praise him on the high sounding Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise him with string instruments and organs. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Because he is the giver of every good gift. Amen. And my greatest need he satisfied when he gave me the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. God knew what I needed most. Baptized me with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Yes, he did. Amen. Hallelujah. John the Baptist said, he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Hallelujah. How many believe? Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. It was a rushing mighty wind. God was excited to fill people. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And how many believe that's where we get the excitement to worship him? Hallelujah. Serve him. Amen. Hallelujah. This joy I have, Jesus gave it to me. The world didn't give this to me. I didn't find it in a bottle. I didn't find it. I found it at an old-fashioned altar. Amen, amen. Matter of fact, I got the Holy Ghost in a song service. Hallelujah. Praising God. How many believe you can get the Holy Ghost in a song service? Acts 10, you can get it while the preacher's preaching. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. I taught a man a Bible study. And uh, hallelujah. Amen. He was just musing over, hallelujah, the promise of the Holy Ghost. And God met him right in that car. And he pulled over into a bar ditch right there. God filled him with the Holy Ghost. And he spake with tongues for about 30 minutes. <laughs> just worshiping God. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. So you don't need a tambourine. You don't need drums. Hallelujah. Just got to have a desire. Amen. Got to have a thirst for this. Well, turn to somebody close to you and say, I'll come to worship the Lord. Hallelujah. How many come to worship the Lord? I said, how many come to worship the Lord? Hallelujah. Just wonder how different this service would be if we didn't have any pews. Hallelujah. We didn't have any chairs. Hallelujah. When the Holy Ghost was poured out, amen, they all, they must have been sitting, but they stood up and started praising God. Hallelujah. Where they were sitting. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. And it's exciting to live for God. It's exciting to see good things Hallelujah, in the scriptures that God has promised, that he is fulfilling. Hallelujah, amen. And we have been blessed to have, hallelujah, the Waldrops with us. Amen. How many have been thoroughly blessed with brother and sister Waldrop? Hallelujah, amen. They have blessed, amen, hallelujah, this portion of the body of Christ tremendously. Hallelujah, amen. And uh, I'd like to have them for a long, long time. Praise God. Amen. And uh, hallelujah. Every time they've come to Garden City, they've blessed us. Amen. Praise God. 
and blessing my soul. Hallelujah. We esteem them dear friends. Hallelujah. Amen. Abraham was called a friend of God. And I believe this man is a friend of God in his passion. And I believe that, hallelujah, is, is something we should all, hallelujah, seek after. How many want to be a friend of God? Hallelujah. He's a friend of publicans and sinners. He's a friend to everybody. But how many want to show him, hallelujah, amen, that you are a friend of God, hallelujah, one that God can have a relationship with, amen. If you'll remain standing, I'm going to bring Brother Waldrop, hallelujah, to the pulpit. We'd like to hear, sister, yeah, you just do, this is just whatever they feel like doing. I don't want to put any pressure on them, hallelujah, but we do want to have good church around here. How many want to have good church? Hallelujah. Praise God. Somebody can leave here changed. Someone can leave here full of the Holy Ghost. Someone can leave here with joy unspeakable, full of glory. You're complete in Him. Come on. Hallelujah. If something's missing in your life, let me tell you what that something is. It's the Holy Ghost. I said it's the Holy Ghost. And I'm glad there's enough of it for everybody. Hallelujah. Amen. Brother Waldrop wants you to come. Take your liberty. Clap your hands unto the Lord. Somebody bless the name of Jesus tonight. Come on, let's do it the Bible way. Somebody needs to cry out and shout. Because God is great. God is awesome. God is holy. Amen. Amen. You may be seated tonight. Amen. want to say how humbled and honored we are for the time that God has afforded us to spend here. And uh, in God's will and in God's time, uh, we're already looking forward to our next opportunity to come to Garden City and have more revival with you. Amen, amen. We love and appreciate Charles's and this church family more than than we can express. Amen, and uh, appreciate your enthusiasm and your burden and your obedience and your submission. I mean, there are no perfect churches. Amen, but for the glory of God, this is a good apostolic church. Amen, God is perfect. The gospel is perfect. The Holy Ghost is perfect. The Word is perfect. There is nothing wrong with God. You've got a problem with God. You're the problem, not God. Amen. Just seems like the more that I, I submit to God, the more I want to. had a, a just again just you know how memories just come to you years ago had an instructor that teaching a class and I don't even remember what class it was but uh, I remember him saying he was just talking about his relationship with the Lord and he says the more that I know him the more that I love him 
And the more that I love him, the more I want to know about him. The more I know about him, the more I love him. The more I love him, the more I want to know about him. It's just, it's a cycle. Amen. It's a cycle. Amen. We don't have to be satisfied. We don't have to be stagnant. Amen. I said we don't have to be stagnant in our relationship with God. Amen. I wouldn't give you, I wouldn't give you 10 cents for religion. Amen. Religion, religion alone never really did that much for anybody. Amen. The best thing that religion can do is in some ways point you in a direction toward God. Religion does not get you in relationship with God. Submission to his spirit and his word is what causes relationship. Amen. You can't have a relationship with somebody just listening to somebody else talk about them. Amen. I, I, I don't want to get uh, too plain and graphic here, but I, I do remember the time that the extent of our relationship was love letters. I, I, liked, what, I liked what she had to say. Is that all right? My heart went pitter-patter. It's like, I'm going to write, I'm going to respond to this one so she'll respond to that one. And there was, we, we, were, we were learning about one another and finding out things about one another. And it made us want to have relationships. Made, made us want to make a commitment. Man, but the, but the real relationship didn't happen until after commitment and submission, obedience. Amen. And so there's a lot of people in this world today that are so disillusioned with God. All they have is religion they have is what somebody else is telling them about God. All they have is some letters from God that they're reading and that, it, boy, it sounds good. I'm telling you, there's, there's something to this relationship with God business. Amen. And I want more of it. Amen. There is a burning desire in my soul to be better for God than I've ever been. Amen. I want to be better today than I've ever been for God. And I want to be better tomorrow than I was today. Amen. Could you worship with us one more time tonight as we play and sing? Amen. Worship with us in Jesus' name. blood that Jesus shed for me 
the blood that gives me strength from day to day. It will never lose its power. The blood that Jesus shed for me. Way back on Calvary, oh, it's the blood that gives me strength from day to day. He will never lose its power. For it reaches to the highest mountain. From day to day, it will never lose its power. For it soothes all my doubts and it calms all. My fears and that same blood it dries all all of my tears. Oh, it's the blood that gives me strength from day to day. It will never.
out in Jesus. Reading tonight from Romans chapter 4. Promise you that days and weeks and months the Lord carries us coming. This church will continue to be in our prayers frequently. Find myself praying often for as an evangelist where I've been and where I'm to go. And uh, so much appreciate that Garden City was where I was to go. Amen. Some folks, uh, maybe they feel obligated. Brother Walter, be with you. Weren't, weren't leaving. I said, well, if I don't leave, I can't come back. And I want to come back. Amen. Romans chapter 4, verse 16. Therefore, it is of faith that it might be by grace. Let me just pause here and say that faith facilitates grace. It is of faith that it might be by grace. Grace is dependent on faith. There can be no grace without faith. To the end, the promise might be sure to all the seed, not to that only which is of the faith. I'm sorry, not to that which is of the law, but to that also which is of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. Amen. The promise might be sure to all the seed, not to that only which is of the law, the Old Testament covenant, but to that also which is of the faith of Abraham, which is the father of us all. Amen. We're the seed of Abraham by faith. And so the promises that God made to Abraham and to his seed, I'm in that crowd. The promises of Abraham belong to the church of the living God. Children of Abraham by faith. Amen. Children of Abraham by faith. Amen. Are you glad to be in the church tonight? Amen. I, 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 I want to help you tonight. If you've ever loved being in the church, it needs to be now. Amen. I want to help somebody love being a part of the kingdom more than you ever have before. And if you're not privileged to be a part of the body of Christ, amen, I want to help encourage you, admonish you, Amen. Help you tonight become a part of the best thing that's ever happened in this world. Amen. The will and the plan of God completed. Amen. Look at somebody and say, I've been born to go beyond. Amen. Clap your hands again unto the Lord tonight. Let's praise him.
Hallelujah. Amen. You may be seated tonight. Lord bless you. If you have been in the church any length of time and have spent any time in any kind of children's rally or, or Sunday school class, at some point or another, as a Sunday school child, you're probably going to sing about Father Abraham. Had many sons. Many sons had Father Abraham. I am one of them, and so are you. So let's just praise the Lord, and then it gets a little bit more involved. Amen. And so we understand by verse 16 of Romans chapter 4 why that we are considered uh, the children of Abraham. I am one of his children, and so are you. And that is something uh, to praise the Lord about. God would allow us entrance into that realm uh, of covenant by uh, faith. Covenant by uh, faith. I, I, I want to... Uh, brand this on your heart and on your mind. Uh, the religious system anymore has uh, perverted uh, the Bible doctrine of grace. I would venture to say that grace uh, is probably uh, the most uh, oft-perverted uh, doctrine. Amen. They want to turn grace into God's permission to sin. They want to define grace essentially as uh, it doesn't matter what you do or how li you live, you're going to be saved anyway. The unmerited uh, favor of God. And truly nobody ever deserved anything that God could do for them. It is unmerited and God does have favor. But God will not save anyone uh, that does not walk in obedience to his word. There is a plan uh, of salvation. Jesus said straight is the gate. And narrow is the way that leads to life everlasting. And few there be uh, that find it. Uh, nobody will be saved on accident. Nobody will make it to heaven uh, on accident. Man, nobody ever got saved uh, again by religion uh, alone. Grace is not God looking the other way. Grace is not God saying, oh, I know you're just human beings and you can't help it. Uh, no, we were created in his image and in his likeness. We have a high priest that was tempted uh, in all points like as we are, uh, yet without sin. And with every temptation, he makes a way uh, to escape. You don't have to fail God. You don't have to mess up. Just because you're tempted uh, doesn't mean you have to fall for that temptation. 
You can say no to the devil. You can say no to your flesh. You can say no to perversion. You can say no to deception. Somebody give the Lord some praise together right now. Amen. Go with me to Hebrews 11 and let's read uh, what the Bible says about Father Abraham. Bible says in verse 8 of Hebrews 11, by faith Abraham, when he was called uh, to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed. Uh, and he went out not knowing uh, whither uh, he went. Notice uh, it meant it was an inheritance uh, that he would after receive. He would receive after obedience. Verse 9, by faith he sojourned in the land of promise as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. We are the children of Abraham by faith, heirs of the same promise. He looked for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Anybody looking for a city? Anybody on your way to heaven? The new Jerusalem. Heirs of the same promise. Verse 12 of Hebrews 11. Therefore, because of this, spring there even of one and him as good as dead. Now, this is what the Bible has to say about Abraham's reproduction potential. He was as good as dead. Again, uh, the likelihood of a dead man being reproductive is highly unlikely. You kind of have to be alive to reproduce after your kind. And the Bible said that Abraham was as good as dead. He had as much likelihood of being a daddy as a dead man. But because of his faith, therefore, because he obeyed, therefore, because he looked for a city, therefore, hey, man superimposed and in greater importance to the sight of God uh, then the physical condition of his natural body uh, was the spiritual condition of his heart. Uh, a man uh, strong uh, in faith, uh, giving glory to God, uh, not considering uh, the deadness of Sarah's womb, uh, neither yet the deadness of his own body. I wish somebody would hear this preaching right now. Uh, you say, because. You say, because I never have, I never can. Because I never have, I never will. 
Aren't you glad that Father Abraham didn't have that attitude? Abraham said, I never have, but God said, I'm going to. Amen. And therefore, there sprang of him, amen, as many as the stars of the sky in multitude, and as the sand which is by the seashore innumerable. You may have never won a soul, but you can fill your pew before this year is out. That got an obligatory response from about 50% of you. Hey, remember, I'm talking about the children of Abraham by faith. Abraham said, God said, I'm going to be a daddy. And if I'm going to be a daddy, I'm going to have to get busy acting like, amen, a daddy. Amen. If it meant if I am going to reproduce after my kind, it meant if I'm going to be a soul winner, I'm going to have to start acting like a soul winner. If I'm going to be a prayer warrior, if I'm going to grow the family, I'm going to have to somehow or another engage some faith. It meant in my present performance is not dependent upon my past failure. By faith, Abraham, verse 17, when he was tried, offered up Isaac. You're going to be tried. It's not if, it's when. When Abraham was tried. God said, I want you to offer Isaac as a sacrifice to me. You see, so they went on their journey to the mountain with the servants, and they got to the foot of that mountain, and he turns to the servants and said, you stay here. I and the lad will go yonder and worship. Me and the boy is going to go worship God, knowing good and well what God told him. And they're making their way up the mountain, and I, you know, this is evident that evidence that Isaac had seen Dad worship before. He'd gone to church with Dad before. Uh, He'd seen sacrifices before, and he said, you know, Dad, it's different this time. He said, I see the wood, and I see the fire. But, Dad, every other time we've had a sacrifice with them. And this time I don't see a sacrifice. And Abraham said, son, God will provide himself a sacrifice. Knowing that just in a few moments, he's going to be tying Isaac's hands behind his back. Knowing that he's going to be laying Isaac uh, on top of that altar. Knowing that he's going to stretch back that knife to slay uh, what God called his only uh, begotten son. But I read in the Word of God, he meant this was Abraham's faith. I know what God told me about my boy. I know that he is the heir of the promise. I know that covenant is coming through Isaac. 
I know the multiplication of seed is going to come through Isaac. I'm paraphrasing, but Abraham stated, amen, if God lets me kill him, amen, his word is already declared, amen, Isaac's going to have seed, amen, if he lets me kill him, God's bound by his word to raise him up. You say, Brother Waldrop, I thought God promised us revival. He did. But he also tried Father Abraham after the promise to see how sold out he really was to the promises of God. For all the promises of God in him are yea and in him. Amen. Don't be on board for revival as long as everything's going your way. But when tests and trials come over the horizon, I'm not losing out with God. I'm not getting discouraged. I'm not. When others walk away, I'm not walking away. When others get discouraged and throw up their hands in defeat, it meant no way. God made me a promise. The promise came before the test. God keeps his promise regardless of the test. God's made some of you some powerful promises. But now you're being tested. You know why? Amen. God and you are both finding out how sold out you really are to the promises of God. Lift up your hands right now. Let's praise his name together. Thank you for your touch right now, Jesus. Thank you for the Holy Ghost, the moving of your spirit. Thank you for revelation in this house. My Lord, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, the name of Jesus. Let me, let me move a little further here. We have obvious natural ties to Adam, the first man, and Noah, God's instrument of continuation after judgment. And through the sons of Noah, the earth became repopulated. I understand that God did not wait until Abraham to start his plan as that started in the garden. But we understand tonight that God's plan went to another level with Abraham. God's plan went to the next level with Abraham. Several others obviously had faith, but Abraham became known as the father uh, of uh, the faithful. I believe that Adam essentially had faith. Certainly, uh, his son, the Bible said, by faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. Enoch uh, had faith. 
Noah, by faith, built an ark to the saving of his house. Moses, others had faith, but only one man of faith is identified as the father of the faithful. Amen. I, I, I want to I do justice to what I'm feeling right now. There were some promises that God made to Abraham that he made to nobody else. Amen. When he dealt with Abraham, God's dealing with Abraham were, amen, world-reaching promises. He said, in you, Abraham, and in your seed shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Everybody that ever lives is going to be blessed because of you and your family. He didn't say that to Moses. He didn't say that to Noah. He didn't say that to Enoch. He said it to Abraham. Amen. You can look at me like I'm fruitful if you want to, but my Bible says I'm heir of the same promise. Amen. That means uh, if I'll keep my act straight, uh, if I'll remain faithful to God through me, uh, shall all the families of the earth, through you, uh, through the church, uh, through the kingdom of God, uh, through the fulfillment uh, and fruition and completion of God's plan uh, in the world, uh, will the whole world be blessed. You say, Brother Waldrop, uh, amen, what are you doing preaching about the world? Uh, this is Garden City. Uh, amen, make up your mind. I'm going to be a blessing uh, to my part of the world. I said I'm going to be an instrument uh, that God can use to bless uh, my part uh, of the world. Read in Galatians 3, even as Abraham believed God. And it was accounted to him for righteousness. Know ye therefore that they which are of faith, the same are the children of Abraham. And the scripture, foreseeing that God would justify the heathen through faith, preached before the gospel unto Abraham, saying, In thee shall all nations be blessed. So then they which be of the faith are blessed with faith in Abraham. One version reads, so then those who are people of faith, whether Jew or Gentile, are blessed and favored by God and declared free of the guilt of sin and its penalty and placed in right standing with him along with Abraham, the believer. I, I've, I've done some stupid things in my day. Amen. But for the glory of God, I've yet to lose my faith. I still believe in forgiveness. I still believe in repentance. I still believe in grace. I still believe in a God that says, I've got what you need if you'll let me work in your life. Oh, my Lord, have mercy. Amen. God made me a personal promise years ago. Uh, Amen, as a young pastor, that if I would let him work in my life and let him do his will, 
that all the praise and glory and honor would go to him and he would do that which I am not even able to dream. Amen. Amen. That doesn't make me any more special than anybody. Amen. But you better understand I've got a bulldog grip on that. I've fallen flat on my face more times than I can even remember. I've made more than my share of mistakes. Amen. But something, amen, keeps pulling on my soul. Get up, Waldrop. Dust yourself off. Get back in the altar. Get back in that pulpit uh, and preach faith. Get back in that sacred desk uh, and preach the promises of God. Preach the promises of God uh, to my people. Amen. I'll read in Genesis 14 a descriptive uh, phrase concerning, uh, amen, Abraham. Before he was Abraham, he was known as Abram. And some things had gone down with his nephew Lot. And uh, Lot and his family had been taken captive by an adversary. The Bible said that news came. And this is how the Bible reads it. Genesis 14, verse 13. To Abram, the Hebrew. Abram, the Hebrew. First time in your Bible you read the word Hebrew. Amen. And there came one that had escaped and told Abram, the Hebrew. Amen. I've come to preach tonight, not just of the faith of Abraham, but of the destiny of of Abraham. And we're heirs with him of the same promise. The word Hebrew is a very simple word. It simply means one from beyond or from the region beyond. It meant what they were saying was, is this man is not from here. This man belongs somewhere else. I'm pissed to stop meddling and go to preaching right about now. Amen. I've come to declare in the name of Jesus. I've come to declare by faith. When you were born into the kingdom, you are an heir of the same promise. And we are the seed of of Abraham by faith. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. I want to ask you tonight, do you know uh, who you are? Amen. Do you know uh, where you're from? You're not hearing me tonight. Amen. I will not allow natural family ties uh, to hinder my obedience uh, to my heavenly father. I said, I am of the faith of Abraham. 
I'm heirs of the same promise. We are children of Abraham by faith. Excuse me, but this is a family tradition. Faith is a family tradition. Obedience to God is a family tradition. It's not just what we do. It's who we are. Amen, I've preached along this line here and there in this revival. Uh, I want to make a very bold statement tonight. Uh, too many know who Jesus is, uh, but not who they are. Amen, but I want to make this uh, statement carefully and boldly tonight. Could it be, if you don't know who you are, do you really know who Jesus is? am convinced that part of knowing who Jesus is is knowing who I am. Not because of my ability, my talent, my personality, my education, my finances, but because of my faith and my acceptance and inclusion into the Beloved. It's not me. It's the one who called me. Amen, Abraham. Amen. I can never be like you. Oh, yes, you can. Because, son, it's not about me. It's about the God that I'm following. Amen, son. It's not my word. It's God's word. All I'm doing is doing what God told me to do. Son, all I'm doing is going where God said to go. I'm, not, I'm nothing special. I've just got faith. I just believe God will keep his word. And he promised me an inheritance. He promised me a land. He promised me a seed. He said, he said there's going to come from me as many as the stars in the heaven and the sand on the seashore. God said it was going to be innumerable. Amen, I've never, amen, fathered a child, but the word of God came. Amen. And so this is what I believe. I believe the Word of God. I'm the father of the faithful. Amen. I am the progenitor of the Hebrews. Amen. I am one from beyond. What are you saying, Father Abraham, son? This is what I'm saying. You were born to go beyond. You were born to go beyond temptation. You were born to go beyond aggravation. You were born to go beyond frustration. You were born to go beyond compromise. 
I said you are born. Amen. It's Abram, the Hebrew, the father of us all. We are Holy Ghost Hebrews, if you please. I wasn't born by the will of man. I've been born by the will of God. Isn't that John chapter 1, somebody? Oh, John chapter 3. Amen. He came into his own. His own received him not. The Jews didn't receive him. Amen. The natural children of Abraham, the fleshly children of Abraham, the fleshly descendants of Abraham didn't receive Jesus. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of even to them that believe on his name which were born not of blood nor of the will of the flesh nor of the will of man but born of God Man, excuse me. I can't help it. It's who I am. I want to be careful here. Man, man, but DNA is powerful. Between the lines of Scripture, the words in red declare... Folks, I can't help who my daddy is. I do always the things that please my father. It's just in me. I've got the father's blood. That's why I come in my father's name. And he doeth the work. I'm just an instrument of the Father. My Lord. Doesn't this Bible say something about being joint heirs with Jesus Christ? The man of God said Romans 8 declares we're joint heirs with Jesus Christ. Maybe I'm being too simplistic, but joint heirs means what the heir gets, the joint heir gets. What one heir gets, they all get. Under Old Testament covenant, there was a thing called birthright. That was what Elisha was hearkening to when Elijah was about to be caught up. He said, I pray a double portion of thy spirit. What he's saying is, I want the portion of the firstborn. I want the birthright. 
Bible said Esau despised his birthright. What birthright simply was, it was a double portion. If there were two sons, uh, the father's inheritance was divided three ways, uh, and the firstborn got two, and the other got one. If there were 12 sons, the inheritance was divided 13 ways. And the birthright possessor got a double portion. He got twice as much. And the Bible said Jesus Christ was the first begotten. And so the firstborn gets the birthright. But I'm a joint heir with the firstborn. I'm a joint heir with the one that has the birthright. This ain't... This ain't meaning to some of you what it's meaning to the rest of you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hey, man, excuse me. Hey, man, you can think I'm crazy. You can think I'm weird. But it's in my spiritual DNA. I don't listen to worldly music. Don't. Don't throw me under the bus. But you know how this carnal man is. It hears one song 30 years ago and still remembers it. Amen. I was born and raised in the church. I'm thankful for that. But I had friends that weren't. Years ago, there was a country and western song by Hank Williams, Jr. called Family Tradition. I'm not trying to drag up somebody's past. Uh, I'm not glorifying this. I'm making a point. If you know anything about the Williams family, Hank Sr. was a carouser. I mean, he was all that and then some. was a worldly man. And old Hank Jr. comes along and somebody pins the words, whether he did or somebody else, he made it famous. And the words of that song said in the form of a question, Hank, why do you drink? Why do you roll smoke? And there's other things along that he's asked. And his answer to the question, it's a family tradition. I do what I do because of who my daddy is. That's, that's what we do. This is who we are. We're smokers and drinkers and carousers. We're fornicators and idolaters. We're perverted. We're sensual. We're thieves. We're covetous. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? Because of who my daddy is. And some of you came into the church and maybe something asked you, why do you live the way you live? And amen, you say it's a family tradition because of who my daddy is. Jesus said, you're of your father, the devil. And you say, I, I can't help it. It's a family tradition. Remember, along comes a new birth. 
Now comes an adoption. Now comes a change of name. Now comes a new daddy. I don't do what I used to do because uh, I got a different daddy now. Amen. I was born into the family of God. I was born into righteousness. I was born into faith. I was born into conviction. Even the Holy Ghost is trying to take the lid off this church tonight. The Holy Ghost is trying to read revelation into your spirit tonight. I've been born of God. I've been born of God. I wasn't born to be afraid. I was born to love. Because perfect love casts out all fear. I used to be afraid. But now I got a different daddy. I used to do what I do for the glory of my old father's name. Now I'm doing what I do for the glory of my new father's name. wasn't born to be carnal. I wasn't born to make excuses. I wasn't born to exclude myself from involvement in the kingdom. Sarah got wind of the covenant thought that's a good one. <laughs> Me? I'm an old woman. You know what? I know what God's Word says about Father Abraham. He had some things to say about old Sarah, too. She was King James past age. That means she's too old to have a baby. God said, sis, you're too old. And we're chuckling, but that's Bible. Man, I read in Romans of the deadness of Sarah's womb. I wouldn't do this if I didn't feel it, but I, I don't make it my business to check out the cover of Cosmopolitan. 
any other subscription or publication. Amen. Yeah, all that junk's out there. Sometimes it's there before you can look at it. distant memory serves, I never saw grandma as a pinup. Now, granddaughter, maybe, but not grandma. Mm-mm. Grandma's shoulders are stooped. You're going to be, come on. Grandma's sin's a little shaggy. Her muscle tone ain't what it used to be. I mean, Grandma gets up and her knees start popping and cracking. Snap, crackle, and pop is not just a cereal anymore. Am I making sense to anybody? Are you getting my drift? And God said... We got 90 and we got 100. And I've got a promise. And God called her out and said, Why are you laughing? And she first wanted to deny it. And then God said, Oh, no, you laugh. But you just mark it down, sweetheart, according to the time of life, this time next year. Uh-huh. About this time next year, sweetheart. Uh-huh. You're going to be changing diapers and they won't be your own. I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. I'm having too much fun. This is a Waldrop version. Please just, just bear with me. I'll be done in about 10 minutes. But Bible says in Hebrews, there's Enoch. There's Abel, there's Noah, there's Moses, there's David, there's Jephthah, there's Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and Joseph, there's Rahab, there's Samson, through faith, also Sarah herself. Received strength to conceive see, when she was past age because she judged him faithful who had promised. I'm not splitting hairs, I'm just preaching the word. The Bible does not say through faith she conceived. It says through faith she received strength. To conceive. God said, Sarah, as you are now, it can't happen. But if you'll judge me faithful, I'll get you where you can. Amen. About a chapter or two after 90-year-old Sarah's laughing. Amen. They took a journey into a foreign country. And the king of the land laid eyes on 90-year-old Sarah. Read your Bible. 
a man that could have anybody he wanted said, I want that. I don't think he was a fruitcake. I don't think he, I mean, he had lost his ever-loving mind. I think he had good taste. And Sarah was something to look at. Amen. Last chapter, amen. She was stooped shoulder and sagging skin and wrinkled face and freaky bones and a barren womb. But because 90 year old Sarah judged God faithful, an old woman that said, I never have, God said, Get ready, sweetheart. You're going to. If you'll let me put my hand on your life, I'll straighten up those sagging shoulders. I'll firm up, uh, amen, that skin. I'll strengthen those brittle bones. Waldrop, uh, why do you dance in the spirit? Uh, why do you talk in tongues? Uh, why do you get excited in the Holy Ghost? Uh, why do you shout about revelation? I'll tell you why. It's a family tradition. I can't help it. I am what I am because of who my father is. Oh, I feel prophecy on me right now. Amen. Amen. This time next year, somebody that's never won a soul is going to have somebody sitting beside them. Judge him faithful. Judge him faithful. Somebody uh, that's never travailed in prayer. As many as received him, uh, to them gave he power uh, to become the sons of God. You shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Power to be witnesses. Power to grow the family. Through faith, Sarah herself also received, King James reads, strength. A more accurate word would be power. Same word. Strong's number 1411, Greek word dunamis. Inherent power. That resides in a thing by virtue of its nature. Inherent power. Power that you just have. By virtue of who you are. I can't help it. I'm not ashamed of it. I'm not bragging about it. I've got the power.
Oh, Brother Walter, I know you've got it. You're an evangelist. I know Pastor Charles got it. I know Mama's got it. No. You shall receive power through the Holy Ghost. Christ in you. God breathed on a man's nostril the breath of life, and man became a living soul. And Jesus breathed on his disciples and said, Receive you the Holy Ghost. I'm going to breathe into you the essence of my being and my nature. Power that resides in a thing by virtue of its nature. Sarah, sweetheart, right now you have a barren nature. But if you'll judge me faithful, I'll give you a fruitful nature. I'll change your nature. I'm telling you, if I've ever felt I'm preaching to somebody, I feel it right now. Come on, get over yourself. Get over what you've never done, what you've never felt, what you've never got done. Amen. What you, how you've never been used. And understand, when I've got the Holy Ghost, I've got the nature of the Creator. The one that calls things which be not as though they were. Amen. And he spoke to a man called Abram. Amen. Who had never had a child. And he said, son, Abram won't cut it. Exalted father's not enough. I'm going to name you Abraham. Father of a multitude. Lift up your hands right now. I'm calling the apostolic church family to the front tonight as a unified body of believers, a spiritual family. I'm asking everybody that considers yourself a part of this church to make some kind of move toward the front. I know we can't all fit between the steps and the, the front row there, but a lot of us can. Just come on up. Get up here, just make room Make room for some people coming behind you. Men, some of you might have to go over here. It's like we've got more ladies coming than we've got room for. Just there's, there's, there's room for 20 men over that way. Just keep going that way. Getting over.
Judge him faithful. You judge him faithful. Watch it. The Lord tarries the coming. I, 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 I'm, I'm giddy. I'm telling you. I'm, I'm just being transparent. I'm giddy about the future of the apostolics in Garden City, Kansas. I'm absolutely Holy Ghost giddy for some of you. Amen. I've preached my guts out for three and a half weeks, four Sundays, and some of you have barely even budged. I'm not I'm not offended. I'm excited. Because my faith said the light's going to come on. Somebody's going to stop just standing around looking around. They're going to get busy. They're going to realize not just who Jesus is, but who I am. <laughs> I almost can't wait, amen, to see how many of you God is going to be using according to the time of life. The spirit of prophecy was on me a moment ago, and that was part of what I felt. This is the second part of what I felt. There are... There are demographics in this area that this church has never reached. It's never been done. But judge him faithful. Amen. This morning an Asian young lady spoken tongues gloriously as God filled her with the glorious gift of the Holy Ghost. Come on, somebody. Red, brown, yellow, black, white, educated, drug addicted, business owners, Doctors, lawyers, bankers, plumbers, electricians, contractors, entrepreneurs, stay-at-home moms, single mothers, broken homes. The nominal pastors. He's not just a God that will keep doing what he's been doing. He's a God that will call you beyond. You weren't born just to do what you've always done. You were born to go beyond. You're a Hebrew. You were born to pray prayers you've never prayed. To enter into realms of the Spirit you've never entered into. To build things in the Holy Ghost you've never felt.
Somebody needs to rejoice in the promises of God. Somebody rejoice about being a soul winner. Somebody rejoice about being an hour runner. Somebody rejoice about being an intercessor. My God, I'm going somewhere I've never been. I'm going to do something I've never done. 